0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another special edition of the Mike Misnelly Podcast as we do the post game wrap on an unbelievable finish for the Sixers. The Sixers stay alive. That's right. They win game number four to tie the series, and they do it in overtime before a crazy crowd down there at the Wells Fargo Center, 116 to 115. Just some monster plays in this game, I, I tell you if you watch the game, you've got to be wrung out with the emotions that uh, that this game took you through. It looked like the Sixers had it in hand early and Boston with a furious comeback uh, and we set up the last couple of minutes as we go with the regulation and then in the overtime, and we'll detail a few of those moments that happened so uh here's the I, I got to say this I, I, you know this james harden thing i the, I won't say another word. It looked to me like after that 45 point effort, he got a little baked and he certainly looked that way in the first game at home Uh, and everybody was on him and everybody was thinking the the worst. And I said on a post game podcast that that's the kind of game that that kind of greases the skids out of Philly because the fans turned on you and he comes back tonight with a monster game, including a game winning three pointer. Um, I don't know. Maybe he just needs a few days to recoup. Uh, when, when he has a bad game. And uh, he came out lights out tonight. And he and he made a couple of big drives to the basket. Um, here's the thing. Um, Jason Tatum helped the Sixers immeasurably in this game. He choked away the final possession. And he again, had a night where he was kind of invisible in the first half. You know, This is funny about Jason Tatum. He wants to be regarded... Uh, as as a superstar, but he's kind of a, a bit of a poser and a sulker at times. And even on the last possession, he gave it up at the basket, and we'll get into that uh, in a second. Now, the, there are two games in this series where, where Tatum hasn't been able to get it done. So as far as the Boston Celtics are going, I go, okay, after game three, it looked like they were the better team. They were the tougher team. They were the deeper team. But But I also have to include that this team – goes up and down a lot, and, and I, don't, I don't know if Boston is t- as tough as I thought at one point because they came back, and they, they really had this game in hand after they came back and made it, and then they didn't make the necessary play, so now we, we are tied in the series 2-2. Now, thank God the Sixers won this game because if not, we'd be talking about how, how the great game turned in by Al Horford, and that's tough on me. Because that bastard stole money in Philly. And if we uh, lost this game tonight and we were talking about the great job Al Horford did on Embiid, uh, it would have been very unsettling. So the Sixers at least erased that part. Um, but let's face it, you know, Horford got into Embiid a little bit tonight. Uh, now he finished with 34 points, Joel did, but he got a shot blocked a lot uh, by Horford tonight. And, and I thought that Joel got a little timid. Going at him at the end. Uh, he also passed up some medium range jumpers because he he was hesitant on his decisions. He had medium range jumpers open all night. If he would have made a quick decision to shoot that jumper, instead he waited, hell on to the ball. He allowed them to, to come with a double and triple team, and, and then he kicked it out. But you know the superstar's got to make some plays there. If that medium range jump shot at the nail, as they call it, is available to him, he's got to he's got to make that uh, that shot. And I thought he was a little hesitant uh, in this game. So um, let's go over some play-by-play here because you have to go over certain possessions to get a great perspective on this game. So Brogdon made a three-pointer regulation with two minutes left, which I thought was going to cook the Sixers. Made it 105 to 100. And that was off a Sixer turnover that Brogdon hit that three. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, they they just gave it up. They let Boston back in the game, and they let Boston take the lead here with two minutes left. And and I'm watching Maxie, and and here's the thing about Maxie. I I don't understand the kid sometimes gets too timid in in, in the hottest of moments. Like He he almost plays like he doesn't belong sometimes. Uh, And that's got to change. He's got to be a lot more assertive. But I digress because let's get to the finish. Harden gets a blow-by layup. To make it 105 to 102, 156 left. Smart misses a three with Tucker on him, but in Harris misses. Tucker gets the offensive rebound, scores it, and one to make it 106 to 105. The Sixers now have the lead. Boston's possession. Tucker fouls Smart, and I'm going, why, 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 why would you play bully ball there? You foul Smart. He goes to the line. He makes two. So Boston is up 107 to 105, and then Embiid misses down low. The Sixers get the offensive rebound. Embiid missed down low because Horford blocked his shot, Uh, and the Sixers get the offensive rebound. So as that possession continues, Harden gets the floater that ties it at 107 with 15.9 left, and it's Smart, who had a good look at that three, at the end of regulation misses it, and we go to overtime. So let's pick it up in overtime now. It's 109-109. Smart makes the layup and one 112-109. Sixers uh, have three possessions after they missed two shots. So they kept it alive, and Embiid makes a turnaround to make it 112-11, to 111, 230 left. Tatum misses a three, uh, but, but Maxi is called for holding. Now, uh, that probably was a bad call. Um, and so uh, it's a turnover. It looked like Tatum pushed him. Uh, but they call Maxi. So so now Embiid gets a drive and a score. Um, and it's 113-112. And an N1. However, the official had called an offensive foul. They challenge it. Smart takes the offensive foul. It looked to me like Smart's feet were set. But he kind of swayed to the right, which I thought was going to negate the offensive foul. And they were going to give the Sixers the bucket. But no. It's a turnover, and it's one twelve to one eleven. Still, Boston. So in a Boston possession, Horford an in, in and out three. Harden misses a three, but Harden fouls Embiid on the rebound. Sixers get the possession, and Embiid draws the foul on Horford with fifty six left. He makes. He makes one thirteen to one twelve. Sixers. Uh, okay, the the push-off on Maxi comes, I apologize, because the push-off on Maxi comes on the next possession when Tatum makes the three-point shot. He clearly pushed Maxi off his spot, and, and they didn't call it. So Tatum makes the three. It's 115 to 113. Sixers' possession uh, on a timeout with 26.4. And here's the play. This is really interesting because Embiid gets the ball down low. Uh, and, and who was guarding him at that position? Was it Horford guarding him? I think Hor- Horford was guarding him. And, uh, and Bede, Jalen Brown sh- shot over on a double team. And uh, so, and has got two choices here. He can power it up and probably get fouled. Um, and, or he can kick it out to Harden. Now, Jalen Brown's responsibility is, is to recover on that play. And he got there too late. And, and I'm thinking to myself, it's probably a bad decision by Jalen Brown because Embiid can only tie the game there if he makes it two. But, but Harden can win the game with the three. And, and so sure enough, he, he makes the three. And then here comes the choke possession by Tatum. The Boston Celtics get the final shot of the game. Tatum lollygags the basketball up top. He, he went too late. The clock's ticking down. All of a sudden, he get, makes a mad dash to the basket. And instead of going strong to the basket, he makes a desperation heave out the smart and not enough time. And Smart releases a three-pointer uh, as the clock expires, and the Sixers win the game. Uh, and I will tell you what, I gotta hit, I gotta give the Sixers a lot of credit because they they hung in there. It looked like Boston had come back and taken the starch out of them, and they hung in there. They got the game into overtime, and they made one more play than the Celtics did, and they win the game. So, producer Darren, what do you think of that effort by the Sixers?
1: An absolute, a, a tough effort by them tonight. It was a great game. I thought they showed a lot. You mentioned grit. They showed it several times in that last three minutes. There was at least, my wife and I watched the game. I turned to Maria a couple times and went, I, I think that's it. I think that's the dagger. And they just keep gritting back. I mean, it was, I mean, Harden was so clutched tonight. He was a general. I haven't called him a general since he was first traded here, but he's General James Harden tonight. He was phenomenal in that fourth quarter. Um Maxie disappoints me. will disappoint. I don't know what's I don't know what he's thinking. He's, like, he, he, he's got to grow. In in his
0: head, it's almost like he thinks he's overmatched. Yeah. In in big in, in big spots like that. Like he doesn't he he doesn't play balls out. Uh, at, right. at times, because he doubts his ability for for reasons that are unclear, clear. he's got great ability, uh, all you got to do is flash it every now and then. Yeah, but, he but like sinks into
1: the couch at times. If you yeah, he does,
0: and that. it's uh, it's disappointing. So let's go back to the call because uh, they brought Steve Jabby on. Now, Steve's a buddy of mine. We played golf together, and uh, I, I I thought he had it wrong. Like his analysis was exactly what what they called, but like to me. It, it looked like, and, and Marcus Smart is crafty, but but he's also kind of like dirty, <laughs> and and he you know he he kind of did a slide slide to the right, and Embiid actually tried to slide away from contact, and so I thought they were going to get the benefit of the call, but um, Javi said. No, no, that's an offensive foul, and they're gonna they're gonna uphold the decision of an offensive foul. And that's the way it goes. It's almost like like Jabby called down to the, the officials when they were in their, you know in New York. Yeah, I thought I had that as top. What'd you got? What did you think, Steve? I kind of had it as an offensive foul. <laughs> but anyway, he had a tough spot. He's a Philly guy. Uh um, whatever. Uh all right. So here's here's what it comes down to, folks. And we can't hide from this. Can the Sixers win a game in Boston. This is what the series has come down to now. So they they're going to take a lot of momentum to Boston for game 5. Winning this game is a crusher for Boston and it's a it's a lamp lighter for the Sixers because they they can go up there feeling pretty good about themselves and Boston blew a game. They blew a chance to take a 3-1 lead in this series. So can the Sixers win a game 5? And if they win a game 5, can they come back here and win it in 6? <laughs> At the Wells Fargo Center or or in the alternative, will this play out like win in Boston, win in Philly, game seven in Boston? Either way you slice it, they're going to have to win a game five in Boston or they're going to have to win a game seven in Boston. And I'm thinking that they almost have to win the game five in Boston uh, because they're carrying this momentum here. And if they go to Boston and they lose that game, they're going to hold serve. And then try to win a game seven in Boston. I, you know, I as the Celtics are, I don't know if I like the Sixers in that game seven spot at the TD Garden.
1: Okay, can let me ask you this. Can we both agree, right, you've got the MVP of the league on your team. He's an absolute superstar in the prime of his career. I know he's got the knee injury, but normally in a series like this, can we both agree that there's got to be at least one game where he takes over and wins it for you?
0: I don't know. I, I see. I don't know that he's capable with that knee of taking over a game. Now, listen. I can't, I can't shortchange change effort. He had thirty four. I don't even know how I had thirty four. It looked like know, you know, Horford yeah. was really giving him trouble. And uh, so, so that that's a great effort. And and he's played. He has to play a lot of minutes. I mean, what he played more than forty minutes tonight. I think. Let me just let me just check at the minutes that Embiid played tonight. Yeah, he he played uh, forty six minutes. That's County a lot overtime. that, that is a ter- that is an awful lot of minutes. Harden meanwhile played forty seven. So if we're talking about like Harden needing several days to recover from big efforts, you know that would play into what they do in Game Five. But but let's look at this Celtics team. You you just don't know what they are from game to game. They look like they're a good team, and then they they kind of give it up. Uh, and Tatum has given it up now twice in this series. And Jalen Brown, who was cooking in the first half, all of a sudden disappeared in the second half. And they have to rely on on getting efforts from the Horfords, the Marcus Smarts, and the Derek Whites of the world, and even Grant Williams, who didn't play that well tonight. Uh, and Tatum was the exact opposite. Through. He was
1: 0 for 8 in the first half, and then he went on fire in the second half for Boston. Who, Tatum? Yeah, Tatum was 0 for 8 at the half.
0: Yeah, he, yeah, he, that's what I'm saying. He's yeah. disappeared now twice in big spots in this series. Uh, and you know, like, he finished with 19 points. I mean, he didn't set the world on fire. Uh, Jalen Brown looked like he's going to have a 30 point night. You look at the, he finishes at 23. So again, th- this team is really fluky. I, and I can't figure it out. And like a 100 year old Al Horford has to carry him at times. And, and Mark is smart with, you know, Mr. Hustle has to carry him. And Derek White has to make sure. Like, I don't know from game to game what they are. So, um, we, we have to, I don't know, we just have to, to think that the, the Sixers can win a game in Boston, and that's what's going to have to happen. So uh, what do you what think? You've is been
1: the- saying it all week, Mike, the all-important Game 5. like That's, that's going to be the pivotal uh, game of the entire series. So They
0: win Game 5, but here's the thing. If they win Game 5 and don't close it out in Game 6, then
1: what are you thinking about a Game 7? I I mean I, I don't I I don't like their chances in a game seven. Here's the thing: what's what do they have a be, a better chance of doing? Winning three games in a row, which is what you know you and I both think they might need to do to win. They they're not going to do that. They're going to have to win the game five Tuesday and then win game six here Thursday night. Is that they're, easier for them to do or to no. win that game seven? Game five no, back they, to back and then lose six. Come go back to Boston and win that game seven. What do you think an easy challenge for them?
0: They're not going to win three in a row. So here's the inevitable fate. The series is going to have to go to a game seven in Boston. And then it's a matter of what you – because I think even if the Sixers win game five, Boston will recover and win game six to send it back home. And in game seven, they're coming off a win now. So the series is still scary for the Sixers. They just stayed alive tonight. You got to look – at, at what now they have to do. And they have to win a game in Boston. And even if they win game five, I, I, you're right about winning three in a row. I, I don't think they're capable of winning three in a row against Boston. So it's still going to come down to a game seven at the TD Garden.
1: Either way you shake it, it's it's an extremely uphill battle. Uh, it, you know, as as good as things look right now, they're tied at two. Winning three in a row, or winning a, or winning back to back, and then winning a game seven in Boston is uh, either one. It's it's pick your poison. Yeah. Well. Uh, all
0: right. So, <laughs> let's just look at the box score here for the Sixers. Uh, they got um, 34 from MB with 13 rebounds. Uh, they they got 42 from James Harden, six for nine from three. He was 16 to 23. I, I got to be honest with you, I'm flabbergasted that he was able to rebound. And th- is there enough time for him to rebound again? Maybe it's the game seven that he needs to rebound. And that that, that will be several days for him to rebound. I, I don't know at this point. Tobias Harris, disappointing offensively. You know, th- Again, like he disappears. He had nine points tonight. And off the bench, I listen, Niang had three three-pointers, but I can't stand to see him on the floor. I just can't. I don't trust him. Uh, and they won this game getting 11 points off the bench. 25 minutes from Melton, scoreless for De'Anthony Melton tonight. So, again, you look at this box score and you go, wow. And Embiid and Harden really had to carry them tonight. Not a great game for Maxie, not a great game for Harris, not a great game for anybody off their bench. And they wound up winning the game. They stole a game tonight, basically. We look at Boston, Tatum with 24, 9 for 20. He had 18 rebounds, though. I mean, that's all well and good, Tatum. You, you, ha- you had the game in your hand going to the basket, and you cheesed out and threw it to, uh, beyond the three-point line. Uh, Horford with 10 points and seven rebounds, but a lot more effective than those numbers would indicate. Marcus Smart at 21, made four threes. Derek White uh, made a couple threes with 12. And Jalen Brown quieted after the first half, finished with 23. He was close to 20 in the first half. Uh, and off the bench, Brogdon gives him 19, but Grant Williams didn't play well. So, uh, all right, folks. <laughs> You're going to celebrate this win. It's a good Sunday night. They stayed in the series. It's tied 2-2. I believe it's
1: going to go 7.
0: And it's just I'm a matter of what you thing. believe.
1: I want to bring one more thing to your attention before you close it down here. Yeah. Final line tonight. Sixers with a one-point win tonight. The final line was Sixers minus a
0: half. Is that right? Yeah. Well, there you go. I, I'm curious to know what the line will be in game five in Boston so folks have, have a way. great rest of the night this is the Mike Misnelli podcast we do these special podcasts after every sixers game in the playoffs of course brought to you by the great people at, at bet Rivers if you use the app I hope you I hope you bet wisely uh I right right now I'm on a bad streak so I t- I didn't touch the game I'm put I put all my money on the Denver Nuggets to win the series <laughs> I <I'm> won my <laughs> bet rivers app
1: so' Boston I'm, six I'm, and a half Tuesday
0: Boston six and a half. Yep. Oh my God. That's a mighty line. That's a Boston line. And I'm sorry to say it. All right. Well, listen, we we have this night to celebrate. We have tomorrow to ruminate (laughs) on it. We're going to have another podcast for you on Tuesday. And, uh, Tim Legler is going to join us in the middle of the week, if, no matter what happens. The series yep. either yeah, the series will still be alive when we talk to Legler, so there's at least that. All right, <laughs> two to two, we're tied. Sixers with a big win tonight in overtime, uh, and the people that were there, I'm sure, uh, were put through the ringer. A really good time to be down there, and I'm I going to give James Harden credit. He brought one of the survivors of that Michigan State attack. Uh, as his guest tonight. And he had him on the, on the court after the game, signed sneakers and the whole bit. Uh, so a good all-around night for Harden. 116-115 is your final. It's the Mike missinelli Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll catch you in a few days.